Welcome to Subject Matter Tabletop, the podcast about board games and the subject matter which animates them. I'm Steve Gotzler. And I am Jordan Tynes. Welcome back to a casual catch-up. Yeah, we're catching up. Yeah. We're doing a casual catch-up. It's been a while. It has been a while. Much time has passed. Much time has passed. Yeah. It's been um, a period of sort of quasi quasi hiatus on the yeah. pod. We've released a few things from Gen Con that we uh, recorded back in August, but we haven't been able to churn out much more in the interim. We do have several episodes recorded at this point in time. And yes, as we as we become to those <laughs> who were participating in those um, and uh, they are coming. Uh, we are we are working on editing those and um, I will take some of the responsibility. Actually, I'll take all the responsibility for our hiatus as Steve called it. Well, you needn't take all the responsibility. I have more than enough that I yeah. can always just do instead of, you, of podcasting for fun. But, but um, um, I just yeah. had some some uh, family emergencies, and um, they're finally leveling out. And um, I can focus on projects such as this one again, and I'm excited to do so. Yeah, we should say, I mean, we haven't stopped recording either. We just recorded a really cool episode in early mm-hmm. December. Mm-hmm. Um, so yet another episode tease, but yeah. uh, these things will come. They, yeah. they will they will materialize soon in the winter. In we the have winter some good stuff in, in store for all yeah. of you all. Um, yeah, so, so it's been an interesting time. It's been yes. an interesting time for the project. Um, we've taken time. taken a pause. We've slowed down. We've had some time to reflect. It's gone by fast, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that is our subject for today. Yeah, in terms of games and time, time and fun games. To get together and talk a little bit about time and games. Time is such a, um, time and time commitment maybe mm-hmm. is the framework that's most mm-hmm. often um, imposed immediately with tabletop games. It's a kind of fundamental aspect of of the hobby, certainly, but also maybe even of the, like the form of a board game. Um, it mm-hmm. requires a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. People have to sit down around a table and do, do things for a while. Of course, sometimes, notoriously, tabletop sometimes takes a very long time yes uh you know everyone's even from like classic board games everyone's got that story about the risk game that lasted yes. like six or eight hours <laughs> we or all stretched, have played risk stretched across a, a long time. weekend and people were like guarding the board overnight in the kitchen to make sure nobody fiddled with the armies or something right um, or monopoly or, that just like will not stop just just this past year last summer i was playing blood on the clock tower online and we were playing an s and v script with like 13 people i swear to god it took like four and a half hours oh, wow. to play that game because <laughs> we were just talking it to death we were up i was up until like 2 30 in the morning it was ridiculous wow um so we, yeah we've done happen. that on table t- uh, on um what is it tabletop simulator right we, yeah, we've been TTS, like, yeah this is going on for a really long time maybe we should pause yeah and there are some several factors i'm sure many of which we'll touch on that can uh make games go longer than they may sure. not, may need to yeah. um, but we thought we'd tackle this in like a couple of different ways so the first thing we want to talk about is what we've been sort of riffing on right now which is uh we might say like the material constraints of time in gaming mm-hmm. which is that everyone needs to carve out some time to sit around a table and play a game together yep of varying um, lengths, depending on the game. Of varying lengths. So we were just talking through those like classic examples of really long games, but there's mm-hmm. also like a whole sect- section or sector 
of board games that are designed to take like six plus hours. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. These would be, we would call these what? Big games, large games, long games, big games, big games. Put that in the long category. Uh, Sometimes big in in size as well. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they have big components, but not always. Like your Twilight Imperiums, your TIs. Yeah, sometimes uh, it's really appropriate to have Mm -hmm. a really, really long game, right? That game is designed very much so with, with like an eight hour session. In, in mind i mean it yeah. may not say that on the box but a lot of people do that right they i wonder what the times st- quote on the box is probably says four plus or something probably i mean yeah. it is definitely i've never played a short game of of twilight imperium and um i have not played many games of twilight imperium because of mm. that time commitment yeah right it's a commitment it's hard to find the time yeah to do but it if you got uh, a weekend day yeah. and, and you got a bunch of people willing it's amazing experience right after six hours of standing around a table and watching the pieces move i mean it is in a game about building an empire right yeah. and and an intergalactic one i think there's some probably awful quote about empires aren't built overnight or something like that right so rome wasn't built in a day or well, something? yeah sure what something like that right yeah. and it's true and, it, and that game really embodies that experience yeah. of building an empire yeah. and, and so it's appropriate to have a super long i i mean game. i don't know about you i like i kind of i like a, a big game i like a six plus sure. hour game you yeah, know i couldn't too. do it every day obviously and you know actually i think we probably should say it's an interesting aspect of this i don't want to get too off track but like it does require a certain amount of leisure time like you need a certain amount of privilege to be able to take a day off mm-hmm. uh, to play a game like ti and you to can't, afford you the can't game do it itself if you're, right it's, it's yeah an, if you're working seven days a week you're not expensive. playing ti yeah, yeah um sure. so yeah so i do love a, a good big game some of my absolute personal favorites like you know a little john company second edition mm-hmm. takes uh takes a good chunk of time especially if you're going to play through multiple um phases of it i mean even mm-hmm. just the first initial phase it takes at least four hours mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. And that's a negotiation game, right? With no right. time limits built yeah. into that negotiation. Yeah. It's sort of like the blood on the clock tower problem, right? And some people like, shorten these longer games by restricting the amount of time you can negotiate. Uh, yeah, over you a can session. always impose house rules. Yeah. I mean, the, the more standard time frame. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but the more standard time frame of game often bleeds into this six-hour-plus category when things like turn time or analysis paralysis can become an issue. Yeah. Cause there are games that, which if people know them and haven't played them, have played them many times before mm-hmm. or have, you know, like a game that should take four hours can take six to seven with a group of new players who Correct. are really invested in winning it yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, of course there's also, and this is something I learned of recently, so I'm very keen to discuss <laughs> it. There's also a category of games that are literally called monster games, quote unquote monster yeah. games. Uh, usually a certain kind of historical war game, mm-hmm. um, like the Europa series of World War II mm-hmm. games, mm-hmm. Um, or there's this sort of famous war game from Game Designers Workshop in the late 70s called The Campaign for North Africa, yeah. which uh, reportedly takes up to 1,500 hours to play. Um, <laughs> uh, and according to the Wikipedia page, and I love that there's a Wikipedia page for the term monster game, mm-hmm. uh, but according to that page, it basically just means a, a game that is either very large, very complex, or usually I would imagine both. Yeah. For uh, sure. but w- one of the criteria that's imposed often to like make the decision on whether or not it, it is a monster game is whether or not it puts over 1000 counters into play at once. Wow. <laughs> so to give you a sense, campaign for North Africa apparently involves 1600 counters six different rule booklets i don't know the page count on each of those booklets but i imagine it's at least 30 or 40 pages and a giant hex map that is roughly 10 feet by three feet in size Mm. and get this 
One D six. <laughs> of course there's a die <laughs> one just one everything yeah, yeah. yeah. one d6 um, 10 a 10 foot map six uh, yeah, 1600 wow. counters wow. and one d6 that reminds me of this guy i knew once who had a basement mm. dedicated mm. to his board games he had a, a corner of the the basement set up with like a it was like roped off like you're not allowed to go over there and he had this enormous game set up um that it, he was talking to me about it being like there's only a couple of them that were ever made because it's so unpopular because it's not just like six rule books. It's like textbooks. Yeah. Right. And it's about the 30 years war and it, and he said that it was taking longer than 30 years to play. Yeah. He'd, he'd been playing it correspondence yeah. wise with yeah. friends for like yeah. over 30 years. Yeah. They've been reenacting the 30 years yeah. war for 50 yeah. years. Absurd. It's incredible. I don't it's incredible. know what that game was. I mean, it's probably I love some that custom shit. game. That's, yeah. yeah. That's so fun. So um, uh, I, that segues actually kind of nicely. One of your comments just a second ago about like sort of maybe a medium length game. Yeah. And you know, the, the, your two to like, four hour jam, right? Two to four hours yeah. is, is these days pretty medium length in the face of something that takes I don't know, 1500 hours to play. That's, yeah. that's a pretty short game. Um, but it's, that's, that's sort of average medium length, I would say. And, um, the game I always think about, it kind of sort of fits in both of these categories is that game of Thrones game, right? Oh and, yeah. I mean, and, that can go long. Yeah, for sure. It can take six hours, eight hours. If yeah. you let people just continue that nego- process mm-hmm. of negotiation, that mm-hmm. table talk, which is kind of fun sometimes, but yeah. It, man, it's grueling when you get to that like sixth hour, and it reminds me of the time. <laughs> yeah, it gets, it gets pretty rugged. Oh yeah, it, it gets like emotional, and people get mad and, have and just a exhausting. Hard time. Like yeah. physically, you're standing around yeah. the table for hours at a time. Yeah, because you can't sit when you play that game. It's yeah, you uh, got to stand over Westeros. It's a war game, it. right? It, it's it, yeah. it, it's the, the negotiation is great, and but um, it reminds me of that time we played it at Gen Con, and mm-hmm. the. The, yeah, like, the I guess the guy who it. owned yeah. the board or whatever. I, I get, or you know, I don't know for sure. I assume that, but I guess he could have been just like volunteering to run the games at that table. I don't but know. He uh ferociously egging us yeah. on, right? We got through that game in like less yeah. than two hours. <laughs> yeah, well, that was the event slot. Got to move it through. <laughs> um, but I think it, I remember what I remember most about that is because obviously we were all perfect strangers. Right. He was referring to everybody. As he was like whipping us, he was referring to everybody by their house names. Right. right. So it was like Lannister, Lannister, place your tokens. Lannister, what are you going to do? Lannister, Lannister, what are you going to do? Okay. All right. Greyjoy, Greyjoy. You know, and I'm just like, okay. Yeah, it was intense. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think, I think that game actually is its best when you sort of like moderate that the sort of rushing people. But yeah. you also balance like not letting people go for way too long. Yeah, or or letting people like if you're playing it at Gen Con, this wouldn't have happened. But if you're playing it in your home, you could be like, "Hey, can I talk to you in the other room yeah, for a yeah. minute?" And yeah, then I'm, that kind of stuff starts starts happening, and that's just a can of worms. Goes forever, not, you know, ever, yeah, ever, it's, yeah, yeah. Order some pizzas because <laughs> you know uh, yeah. we're gonna be here a while. But yeah, I mean, two to four hours. I feel like these days is most board games. That's mm-hmm. like your standard like two to four player Euro. Um, it probably has a box quote of 90 minutes, mm-hmm. but definitely takes at least two hours to play for the mm-hmm. first time. Um, and if you have anyone who's a first time player, it takes at least 90 minutes. Um, the box might even sometimes say like 45 to 60, but I usually think they're very overly like optimistic about mm-hmm. those time mm-hmm. quotes. Um, these days they say a lot of like amount of time per player, which actually is a, a uh, kind yeah. of a nice way That's to average time. Yeah. Um, when it comes to, to, I, mean, I guess it depends a little bit on how the game is structured, right? If the game is being driven by, um, 
you know, turns, then the more number of people you have are the longer, the longer those turns are going to take. And then I guess below that you would have what we would call like short or shorter than standard games. So anything that takes like two hours or less. So something that actually does play in an hour or 90 minutes or 45 minutes. And these are like, uh, these are like the, the, like unicorn of board games for me. I feel like I'm always looking for something that I could crack open with anyone, whether they're a gamer or not, whether they've played the game before or not, mm-hmm. and will not take us more than two hours to get through. Mm-hmm. And it's increasingly hard to find because as we were just saying, most board games generally take like at least two hours. And um, the, the ones the ones in this category, this, this sort of like more than 15 minutes, which we'll get to in a second, and less than two hours, right? Mm-hmm. Is like, they're the ones that are going to get to the table. Right? Yeah. They're accessible. I feel like... In light of your last point, actually, what the games that most often appear here for me are actually two-player heads-up games. Mm-hmm. Because when you have more than two players, any anytime you get in that two to four zone where you have three or four players, it's just really hard to get it done within two hours. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes there will be games that are designed only for two players, like a, like Seven Wonders Duel, or mm-hmm. like certain of certain uh, undaunted installments. Like I was mm-hmm. playing Battle of Britain over Thanksgiving holiday with my brother, and it didn't take us two hours to play mm-hmm. a single scenario. We didn't play all the scenarios, but a single scenario probably took us around ninety minutes, right? Um, right. And so there is a way in which it you can kind of default into like a two player zone here because it's just quicker. There's less turns being taken. There's two people, right? Um, the furnace furnace plays pretty quickly so like sometimes depending on the game you know I only played that once on TTS and it was kind of fiddly um, on there so yeah I mean you're just kind of bidding and then it sort of has a set number of turns it doesn't last too long so you know depending on the crowd and their experience level and difficulty levels certain co-op games can be over rather quickly if you just fail mm-hmm. uh, like a game of pandemic could end within two hours easily if, oh, you, just don't, if yeah. you just don't win I was thinking of of rolling rights in this category mm. because rolling rights are one of these sort of like infinitely expandable in terms of player count games because mm-hmm. oftentimes you have rolling rights for those who don't know and we should probably do a whole episode on it on rolling rights at some point but right yeah, you get a fun. sheet of paper that um that is sort of custom to the game usually has some design it's beautiful and they come on this big notepad and i guess when that notepad's finished you probably have to print them offline or something like that but yeah i don't know everybody in the uh in the game sort of shares the same sort of turn right so like if we're all playing we all might roll a pool of dice and we have to all collectively do something with that same pool of die right and so the game that i've been playing it is technically a roll and write is um on tour right yeah where you're plotting a tour around the united states or europe depending on which map you're Mm -hmm, you're on mm -hmm. at each turn somebody rolls die in, in two dice and they everybody has to place the same numbers on their on right. their board and that's that to me is 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 really cool because they can really accurately say like approximately how long this game is going to play yeah like if everybody is using the same resources we're all taking yeah. the same turn and as long as and you're taking the action simultaneously right like the yes. the result of the role happens and everybody has to deal with those yes. consequences at the same time and i i also chose to to bring up on tour here because it is thematically appropriate for that length of a game like you're planning the tour you're not mm. going on tour you're not you're not on right? tour for months you're at not, a time you're not simulating the process of going on the tour right you're just drawing a map a party games like that's kind of a party vibe too mm-hmm. that kind of like mm-hmm. roll and write um thing so i think party games usually aren't supposed to take longer than 2 hours right if yeah. you think about it that way there's probably a lot of party again, games on some some of those like depends on the here. number of player um yeah. like werewolf 
right? Or yeah. mafia or something like that. Like two rooms in a boom definitely is two hours or less. That's not going to take oh, you more sure. than two hours, right? Something like yeah. that. Yeah. What a great party game. We should do a party game episode actually at some point. Yeah, that'd be fun. Because we always do that at Gen Con. Because when else are we going to do party games at that I scale? Know. I still have never played Two Rooms in a Boom in act, two actual rooms, which I would love to yeah, do. Yeah, I, I actually point. did that for my class once. Um, so this kind of brings yeah. me, though, to my, my next category, right, is micro games, is what I, or mm-hmm. micro length mm-hmm. games, we'll call them. Mm-hmm. There, I guess we shouldn't say micro games because there is a category of game where it's just really, really tiny, physically Small. tiny. Yeah. And yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to take a certain amount of time to play. But like micro length games, and I'd say mm-hmm. less than 15 minutes yeah or maybe less definitely less than an hour um you know something that is usually finished up within like 15 20 30 if it was going if it went 45 minutes people would be like wow this is a long game Um, for me the what distinguishes this category from the last one is they're short enough where if it's a good game we're definitely going to play multiple rounds uh yeah right they're designed to be played multiple times in a row yeah yeah right yeah uh, so yeah, like brawlers too. Like um, this is not a micro game, but like the Undaunted series, where it's just two people trying to kill each other. Like you definitely are meant, I feel, to like run that back over and over again. Yeah, right. Um, right. Or even competitive card games are this way too, right? Mm-hmm. Like Magic or Netrunner or something like that. What were those games um, that we played uh, Unmatched? Yeah, that's what, did I? What did I say? Undaunted? I meant oh, Unmatched. You, you, yeah, I meant yeah, Unmatched. Yes. Yeah, right. that's what I was talking about. Got it. And, I misspoke. Um, yeah then you know like little card games we, we played a great one um at gen con we both bought a copy almost immediately cool 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 mm, cool 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 cool. yep yeah that That's was great fun little party card game little slap, yeah. slap game now um, this is where for me it's getting harder as the games get shorter for them to really encapsulate the theme they're trying to mm. to uh portray right or the yeah. subject they're trying to portray because they're by definition like the the smaller the game in terms of time the more abstract it has to be i think right yeah unless it's yeah unless it's totally abstracted anyways sort of like Mm -hmm. you know chess or go or something Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. or checkers um i mean games like chess or checkers or even something like magic uh or netrunner can also be over like immediately yeah, if somebody like, really draws a bad. So hand and, sometimes yeah. those games can end like really suddenly if there's a finicky win condition that gets triggered early, mm-hmm. uh, and that's like a. And I guess that's another aspect of this. Some games have certain things built in that allow that to be a weird eventuality. Like mm-hmm. um, I was reading somewhere that apparently in diplomacy, everybody I think can agree to just share the victory on turn one if they want to. It's just no one ever does. Mm. But every game of diplomacy could end immediately mm. by just everyone saying like, "Yeah, yeah, and we'll I, all just get along." You know, in that sense, those types of games that have those early endings, so to speak, they that is a thematic choice. Yeah. Right? Whereas these short games that are short, really, really short by design, I'm saying is sort of like, how, how could you really be, communicate something deep about mm. a subject in just that tiny amount of time? I'm sure there are good examples of this um, that I'm sort of missing, but you know, I, I think about like one of my really favorite short games for just like casual play is this game uh, Ohanami. I think we played it a couple times, and you're designing mm. a little uh, garden. And oh yeah, I mean, you can't grow a garden overnight, right? You can't grow no. a garden. Yeah, you know, so it's, no. it does not really communicate that feeling of growing something. It's so abstract, right? That game, there's also that game. Do you have a copy of this game? It's like called like Stoner Parking Lot or something. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't that I just do take like 20 minutes or something? Yeah. It takes like it, 20, 30 minutes. It takes game, the amount of time it would take to like smoke a joint in the parking lot. I night, actually basically. have never played it. I keep trying to get it on the table, but it's that to me, the components look very, very thematic. They, yeah. um, it, you're basically trying to invite people to like in your stoner little parking lot to go smoke a joint with you or something like that. <laughs> and you're, and you're trying to avoid the <laughs> narc or something. That's oh, the, there's that's, a, it's a hidden role thing. Okay. Yeah. And, um, the components are great there it's like in a little tin can like you would mm-hmm, keep mm-hmm. illicit substances in or something like that <laughs> and there's a um the counters are guitar picks so, oh, yeah. okay so, okay cool <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah i mean i guess another air er- another sort of like large area we could delve into here is not necessarily just like the time constraints that different kinds of game designs impose on their players uh but games in which time appears as like a mechanical feature in the yeah. game So there are certain time limits uh, or timers. I mean, in some ways, we've been talking about this, like in some ways, there's always a time limit on a game. Mm -hmm. Like very few games are designed to be open-ended. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. always like a number of turns usually or a condition that once it's Mm -hmm. reached or a number of points that once it's reached, the game has a clock kind of built into it. There are great examples of games that like play with time, right? Yeah. And I take... um, I give Dice Tower full credit for giving me this this suggestion, but the the game Project Elite is basically Starship Troopers, the game where you're like these space marines fighting these like space bugs, swarms Mm -hmm. of them. And it's just, it's great because it's all done in real time. It comes a little timer and you load the board full of space bugs and you say, okay, Steve, (laughs) you go over there and fight that group of them. I'm going to go over here and fight this group of them. And the board's big enough so we kind of can lose each other on it. Yeah. And then you set the timer and you just roll, 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 roll. We're just rolling. We're just rolling and re-rolling and rolling. And And then the timer goes off and you're like, okay, my God, what happened? Like, like who died? Right. You know, how many bugs did you kill? Did you get any part of the goal done? And then you, do it all over again and yeah. and that i think is just a wonderful little portrayal of like the chaos of starship troopers you know for sure fighting space bugs yeah the, the sort of real-time action is always a fun mechanic i think that uses yeah. time like the simultaneous action taking like you're talking about but also like games like um race for the galaxy mm-hmm. have like simultaneous action programming where you're kind of like all choosing which actions to program mm-hmm. at the same time, which is like a kind of special sauce that makes yeah. that game fun. Galaxy trucker. is another Yeah. One there those. are those like spatial puzzles. Well, you, there's another one you have that we got at Gen Con one year. What's that one called? Chaosmos or something. Oh like yeah. That? Chaosmos. Where I you're all working. That it, that's basically the same yeah. premise. Like you're all yeah. trying to build things. Spatially I, I love galaxy time. trucker a lot. Actually I, it's, I am absolutely horrendous at it. I always come in last. <laughs> I do. I, I do terribly every single time, but uh, it's, that, t- it's to hard. Me, it is hard, but that to me is very attractive. Uh, one of the things that I like about it. Uh, did we, it, did we also play a game that year where we were like, there was a timer and we were packing our suitcases. It oh, was yeah. like you, you yeah, had a had bunch of oddly pieces, shaped yeah. plastic objects, <laughs> like, and you had to fit them into the suitcase quickly. Whoever did it first, right? Yeah. Whoever packed first, yeah. uh, it was like, okay, this game's yeah. weird, but um, it was but kind the, of fun though. What I want to say about galaxy trucker real quick is that, yeah. um, right. You're building your, your spaceship to, haul goods right like the gate like the title suggests you are a space trucker and um you, you're presented with all these challenges like asteroids are gonna fly at you so you have to have blasters or shields mm-hmm. right you have to have enough um engines on your thing to like go forward and all that kind of stuff but you also have to carry all your cargo and all this stuff is happening and you you have to build your spaceship using a shared pool of tiles um all based on a timer and I love the commentary of that, it, but it also terrifies me of like, <laughs> you know, profit over safety. 
um, mm -hmm. right? Just like, let's just, let's just blast into this trucking business, worry about, <laughs> you know, like taking care of our drivers and our car and our, you know, yeah. alien passengers second and, uh, hope we can make enough money by the end of it. Yeah, that's funny. We have that, to beat the competition faster. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. The, the um, day and night cycle in, yeah. in Dracula, right? Yeah, and, and, and I'm sure many others, but that yeah, that's certainly one near There's near also to that us. game, Northwest Passage, uh, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. where you're like uh, navigating a boat across sheets of ice. And yeah. as, as the seasons change, the ice field grows and then it yeah, goes yeah, yeah, back, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So the, the passage of time is really like very clear. Geophysical time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Uh, um, and there are like racing games, of course, which is like a, presumably yeah. it would be the person with the fastest time wins the race, but it's really just sure. the person whose meeple crosses the spot yeah. before, you know, like we're not, we're not, we're not recording personal records each time we play the racing game and like keeping track of our, and, our and lap on times. That, on that note, right, the way that games sort of stretch time for games that are designed to be played over more than one session oh like a legacy game or something like yeah, that yeah so or even like a legacy like a games are different, slightly different what i'm talking about i'm thinking about there's a game called sleeping gods there's one mm. called seventh continent right yeah. where it's a storytelling exercise mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you get a character that's invested in this space and I think people can kind of come in and out and pick characters up for most of these games if they miss a session or something like that and then bring the character back. Uh, yeah. But the idea is, you know, you play two or three hours and then you all pack it back up again and it saves your progress in some way. Like you put a pin in it and then you can put, pack it back up in the box in most of these cases. And then you, you leave and you come back two weeks later and you yeah. open it back up yeah. and, it's, and you're, you're where you left off. That is kind of an interesting concept. It's sort of like D&D &D in a way. Yeah. My favorite example of this is probably Oath, which no one will be surprised mm -hmm. to hear me say because they sure. know what a whirly fanboy I am. But I mean, that, <laughs> the way that that game does this thing you're talking about with its design structure, but also in a way that narratively, like the story that you're telling is about time. Also, mm -hmm. it's about the passage mm -hmm. of time. Yeah, sure. It's about like history and chronicle and mm -hmm. how narrative forms over time and how spaces and lives mm -hmm. change through time. Yeah, that's and it good. produces a really wonderfully effective sense of that through the like worlding that you do by putting away the world and then rebuilding it in changed ways that people can join in later or stick, mm -hmm. stick around for. Now, that is a sort of type of a legacy game. You know, there's, there's different yeah. types of legacy games that are temporary where Steve's talking about sort of shuffling different cards into the deck based yeah. on actions of a game. Um, that deck can always be reset. You can always there, go back to, to square one. There are some those. games like yeah. the King's Dilemma, the Queen's Dilemma is the sequel yeah. now where you're like literally destroying pieces of it. Yeah. Or you or like rip the card in half. affecting or things, like right? Right on the Throwing board. stuff away. Whatever. You know, yeah. amazing. Uh, I mean, it's it's brave and it, and I've never actually really kind of gotten into one of those. I did do Charterstone, I think is what it's called, mm. where you have like stickers that you lay on your board, but yeah. you could just undo that too i think it sounds like a really fun like cool experience it's just like a one and done thing you know it's right. like you played that game it's sort of like watching a film or, or beating yeah. a video it's more like beating a video game i guess would be more what it's akin to it's like yeah i know we played this game it took us eight hours it was really fun like this is how we did it you know sure. this was our score the other thing that we should definitely talk about in just in terms of the experience of the game subject as it relates to our both material and sort of uh, thematic time is set up and take down, take down, right? You know, like bringing mm. the game out of its box 
mm-hmm. and that experience of doing that <laughs> yeah. and how long it takes sometimes. Yeah. I mean, now we're, we're back to our like monster game discussion. Of, well, uh, you know, you know, I, the material I've heard that about Gloomhaven. I've never played Gloomhaven or Frosthaven, but I've heard yeah. that it takes a long time to set up. And I've, down. I've watched some like 30 plus minute unboxing videos on YouTube. Wow. Yeah, I mean, people, of people just like receiving it in the mail and like yeah, looking and seeing what's in there. Holding the little, pieces up yeah. to the camera yeah, yeah and that that game is a legacy game too right but it, yeah you know i think it's meant to immerse you right it, it is meant to keep to kind of create as much of an immersive experience as a tabletop game can provide i think and th- in that sense sort of taking that time for the ritual of pulling out the pieces laying them out and that helps with that sort of transition from real life to the tabletop world and yeah. helps that immersion, I think. One of the more interesting things to think about, I mean, I think these are the things that confront us as gamers because like it's the reality of our lived experience in time that we have to take the time to do all these things. And, you know, time time specific mechanics are, are cool and interesting as well. But like the ability for board games to produce abstractions of time, like you were talking about the gardening game that you play in a few minutes. You know, you can't grow a garden in a few minutes, but does that game communicate to you like the same sort of like feeling of that experience? Maybe, maybe not, but games can do that, right? We all know games that produce through their mechanical abstractions, produce certain kinds of temporal feeling or something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Like historical games obviously attempt this all Mm -hmm. the time. The one that I think sticks out most for me is probably like Brass Birmingham, something like Brass Birmingham Mm -hmm. and the way that it produces, not in a way that I particularly love to be fair, but in a way that it's very effective at, Mm -hmm. it produces or reproduces a temporality of resource extraction uh, like so closely and precisely, like the temporal logics of of resource extraction, Mm -hmm. refinement, production, speculation, accumulation, expansion, extraction, like Mm -hmm. that temporal cycle or those temporal cycles um, are produced through that game like seamlessly in a way that reflects, uh, you know, again, as I said, like maybe in troubling ways, reflects maybe even like um, reifies certain ways of understanding our place in the world and like the cycles of time that ought to um, hmm. you know, that ought to govern our relationship to nature, for instance, sure. but lots of, lots of like 18 XX games, right. Deal with time in ways that are really slippery and sneaky. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, there's no action timers. There's no time constraint limits, but the whole point of the game is to reproduce like a powerful sense of like accelerated and collapsing time and space associated with industrialization and modernity. Like mm-hmm. that's what those games do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that there's like a whole other zone that we could get into. And I mean, war games, of course, uh, even though they're sometimes monster games, they also are about like instantiating like a sense of like the long conflict. Like there's yeah. a reason that like the war sure. game that's a monster game takes 1500 hours to play. I think that becomes pretty complicated when you start talking about abstractions of labor as the time mm. of labor. And one, one thing that comes immediately to mind is worker placement, mm-hmm. right? It's this sort of symbol of picking up a little figure that's mine, a little meeple, and I put it on a table in a spot. And in some games, right, I put it on that spot, it stays there for like one turn. Right. Some games, like there's other spots that take two turns or three turns to, and, they, and they're just stuck there, right? Mm-hmm. Until until you do something about it or their task is done, right? And and that is a, well, a combination of that like sort of 
abstraction of time as turn and and overlaying that onto this is the value of that yeah. activity classic game that we definitely i can't believe we haven't mentioned yet so i'm glad you brought this up village so yeah, village is, yeah. is a worker placement game but it's also thematically and it's sort of like you know it's ostensible narrative is concerned with the passage of time um mm -hmm. and generations mm -hmm. So that when you do what you're what you were just describing, when you when you choose to draft that action with your meatball, that that's that person dedicating their life to learning that trade, mm -hmm. and that's how they get used. And then like that limits their options because they got used. They became a miller. Yeah. So like that's what they did. You yep. know. And if you, if you um, take your take that character back off of that action, right? You you put them in the in the bakery slot, yeah. And they and they be, they they're just baking bread forever. And if you, you can take them off, but you, you risk two things, right? Being really inefficient because it, it's, it's very costly to take somebody off, wait for them, bring them back to your house, wait for them to go out and find a new job right. and then become effective as a part of the community again. Yeah. But you also risk, um, there's a really funny mechanic in that game. It's not funny. It's, it's actually quite serious, but it, it's, <laughs> it's talking about the plague. Yeah, you die in that game. Oh yeah. Everyone. That's what I mean. It's the passing of generations. Like yeah, it says, so you, your name has to hopefully go into the book or, you pull or them you, off their, yeah. off their, you know, little spot and then they die. Yep. Then it's like, well, okay, that was one turn where they could have been doing that action where I just yep. like, but they died. So, well, okay, whatever, you know, on to yeah. the next, on to the next person. Let's send another person out into the community. To, Midlife to... career change is not a successful social strategy <laughs> in the middle ages. Apparently no, it was, not. Um, at least not for most people. No. Um, yeah, that game's great. That game is like deceptively simple. I think that's a really rich game. We should it, play it sometime. I don't there's know a bunch of expansions with, but... that we've never played for it too. Um, yeah. One of which I yeah. think you like sticker over the board, which I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah. That's um, interesting. I mean, I don't want to say too much about this because it's something that we just we haven't put out yet, but we did do an episode on. But like memory is another aspect of this. Yep. Um, Lacrimosa deals with memory mm. in particular ways, which yep. is interesting, and time. But like something that I can't speak at more length about without spoiling anything. Uh, like thousand year old vampire solo RPG game, mm. in which you're just di you're just di doing a diary about mm -hmm. your life, you're just remembering mm -hmm. stuff that happened to you. Is essentially what the mm -hmm. game is. That's an interesting approach to mm -hmm. like the experience of time not yeah. time as a mechanical constraint or as a material um like constraint of the game itself like i could set i could pick up and put down 1000 year old vampire as often or as frequently as or as, as as you know infrequently as i want yeah. um but when i pick it up what i'm doing is i'm meditating upon the experience of like the passage of time yeah. I mean, at this um, point we're just talking about like games that have this an engagement with the subject of time yeah Time is a subject, yeah. I think the most obvious way that games do this a lot, right, is time travel, right? There yeah, are of games course. That, that have yeah. that theme of time travel. There's and, a, even like that, uh, there's a series of like detective games, right? They're like time mm -hmm. stories, T mm -hmm. oh, period, yeah. I period, M period, yeah. E period stories. And there's a whole set of expansions where you can like travel back to 1530 in the Spanish Inquisition and solve a murder. Mm -hmm. uh, but like, yeah, there's a whole... A whole slew of like time traveling games. That, that most that recent one from Pandasaurus was a big hit. We haven't played, or at least I haven't. I don't know if you have the Loop. Yeah, yeah. That was a little overwhelming when we kind of tried to get in on that. There's just what like was... a swarm of people that were trying to play that game. Yeah. What was There's the another one, one you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It... It's also Pandasaurus. It's called That Time You Killed Me. Right. And you are dueling time travelers. Oh, fun. So you've both invented time travel machine, and you want to be the one who did it. 
So you and the other time traveler are bouncing around through time, trying to find where you are and kill the other person before. Um, <laughs> okay. So it, it's, it takes place. It's like three chessboards basically side by side. And one takes place in the present and the other two are past and future. And you have to like bounce around and your, your movements in the past affect the future, but your mm -hmm. future movements don't affect the past. And it's wild. Yeah, interesting. That reminds me, I think I might have said this the other day too, but that reminds me of this Netflix show I just watched recently called Bodies, which mm. I don't know if I would necessarily recommend to anyone who's listening. It was fine. <laughs> um, but it has four detectives in four different years all solving like the same murder. Mm. And some of them are working against each other. Um, but yeah, that sounds like a cool game. That's like an interesting way of taking on time mm -hmm. and thinking about it as like the medium of the story. Like it takes mm -hmm. place across time. Mm -hmm. there, I mean, digital games play with that subject all the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, yeah, a real-time strategy game is probably the first thing that comes to mind when I think about time and games. Um, but that's like yeah. so firmly a digital genre. I mean, there are some, like we were talking about TI earlier. TI is kind of a long-form RTS. Twilight Imperium, yeah. Um, but there are like, there are board game adaptations of like Sid Meier's Civ and stuff like that. But most, Isn't I think it funny that Twilight yeah. Imperium takes so long to play but it has a acronym because people don't want to spend the time, <laughs> time to, to say, say Twilight the full name. Yeah. <laughs> T.I. So what do you think? Anything else uh, you want to throw in I here? I mean, about I got or? all the time in yeah. the world. I could sit around here and talk talk about board games with you forever. But um, yeah, I think that's pretty, that pretty much covers uh, it. I yeah, mean, I just think it's a next time you sit down at a table, you know, with a game, it, it's a it's a worth, worthwhile experience to kind of think about how is the game dealing with my time? How is yeah. it dealing with the world it's creating's time? You know, it, like how does this all work in relationship to each yeah, other? Yeah, and I think what this makes me think about too is just like this conversation is make, makes me appreciate um, the ability to sit down and spend time playing a game with people. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like oftentimes we're so busy and harried in our lives that like it's like oh how long is this going to take but like if you have the time to take four hours and play a board game like mm -hmm. good for you that's it's awesome time well um, spent yeah that's awesome like you should rejoice that you mm -hmm. have that amount of time to do that we've um, done a few retreats and that's what i that's what i like about this ho the hobby because it does sort of like if you're going to do it you have to make the time and so yeah. like it requires you to sort of carve out time to spend with people doing stuff uh with we did that over covid cardboard. when we didn't have much else to do at that point yeah. in time. We yeah. met up at a house, an Airbnb, and mm -hmm. we brought a big stack of games. And I don't even yeah. remember how many days we were there. I just we were there remember for like we just played days, games for three yeah. days straight, I think. Yeah, which was yeah it was fun. Pretty I awesome. mean, we used to play on TTS all, all the damn time during the pandemic yep. too. It was great. We also, you know, I mean, we mentioned it briefly, but like we had like, what was the, we played that D&D &D campaign with Dylan for at least what, like four or five months we were yep. doing that campaign, you know? That was great. That kind of thing. People do that all the time. People who are diehard RPG players, mm -hmm. they play campaigns with the same group of players like once a week, every week for, you know, years. Yeah. RPG people, they know a thing or two about time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. they Some people play the same D&D &D character for decades. Yeah. It's crazy. It's cool. Yeah. It's wild. Anyway. It has been a pleasure yeah, spending always. this time yeah. with you. <laughs> as always, as always. <laughs> <laughs> we could All have right. done jokes about that throughout the yeah, entire Yeah, we, we limited ourselves to two or three corny <laughs> remarks at the end, which we can always cut as well. Um, well, speaking of time, we are back. And um, 
I promise everybody listening right now, editing will happen in the next few weeks, and <laughs> I will have an episode. It's going to be say end of January. It's, it's we'll going to be a stroll episode. down memory lane. We're yeah, going to be right. like, oh wow, remember last May when we were doing this recording? This was so much fun. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. wonderful. Yeah, it's going to be great. Everybody, buckle in. They are great episodes. Yeah, I'm excited about the, the stuff we have coming down the pike. Cool. All right, Steve. It's been a pleasure. Likewise, Jordan. This has been Subject Matter Tabletop. We'll see you around the table. Bye.